the Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. That's the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, I'm sure you've been watching all the ins and outs of the NFL. They remain in hot water. For those of you who have been watching along, it began with Ray Rice, the domestic violence faux pas, and then the Adrian Peterson flip-flop, and then there have been other things that have kind of emerged, uh, coming out of the woodwork, if you will, around the NFL. And that's really put uh, NFL under the microscope as brands have begun pulling out their support, or at least very, at the very least questioning their support. Uh, you may recall that NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell originally stated that he had no concerns about sponsorships uh, being pulled out, but then guess what? P&G pulled out on Friday. They canceled a major breast cancer awareness promotion that had been planning for the NFL. Now, keep in mind, when we talk about the NFL, 50% or more, slightly more, are female fans. Female fans are the ones that are driving the NFL now, half, half women, half men. So um, all the things that are surrounding their players have a significant impact, not only on families, but particularly with women. It feels to me that NFL have been very, very, very slow to react and, of course, uh, potentially could use some good PR. I'm the first one to raise my hand and say I'm happy to help you. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they're listening. It does feel like they're finally getting their act together. Um, now that P&G is pulled out, we know that Adrian Peterson, his deal with Nike was suspended after the child abuse allegations came out. Um, and then we know Anheuser-Busch, was, which spends around $200 million a year uh, around the NFL has voiced concerns uh, about how the NFL has handled those um, activities of its players. Now, uh, Anheuser-Busch has been joined by McDonald's, PepsiCo, Campbell's, Soup, and Visa, all of them expressing concern. Um, this is not a story that's going to go away anytime soon. It's really interesting from a, a PR standpoint and a marketing to women standpoint to be kind of watching from the sidelines, no pun intended, to see how the NFL is going to handle this and, and how those brands are handling it as well. So something to keep your eye out on. Um, just wanted to kind of call your attention to some of the latest um, hits coming out of that story. Our purse profile today is the Alpha Mom. She's the Gen Y target, um, about 1.6 million of those women, uh, college grads, married, employed full-time. Uh, they've got, you know, their parents uh, with kids in the home, and median household income of about $120,000 a year. They keep up with fashion. Fashion magazines are a big determiner as to what they buy and where they buy, and every season they do tend to buy the latest fashions. They consider themselves actually trendsetters among their friends, always the first to adopt any new look. They're confident embracing their individualism. They're ambitious and motivated, they say, very much a workaholic, wanting to get to the top of their career, but at the same time, 
they feel the need to juggle their various tasks and it's somewhat challenging for them. They want to try to spend their time well, the time that they do have, and they want to seize opportunities in life, and they are spontaneous as a result of that. Uh, they do value quality in their goods. So top designers, they say, make quality clothes, and it's worth paying extra for those goods. Uh, and they enjoy owning quality things. They do think those last longer. So when we talk about brands, uh, Neiman Marcus um, is one place that you'll find them, Williams-Sonoma, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Cars or BMW, Volvo or Hot with them. Um, and then when it comes to magazines, you can intersect them all over the map, really. Wired, Vogue, Time, InStyle, Better Homes and Gardens, W Magazine, all um, index high for this particular woman. And then she's watching news on CNN. She's getting her home insight from HGTV. She likes her TLC and her Bravo like pretty much everybody in America if you're a woman. And then E as well. Uh, so the alpha mom, probably all over social, I'm guessing. Uh, my guest today would certainly know that. Lindsay Hodas is the Senior Business Development Coordinator of Collective Bias, and Brad Lawless is the VP of Social Strategy. What's Collective Bias, you might ask? Well, it's a publisher of high-quality, user-generated content that actually pays off in sales. That's what we always want to happen with our social, right, for brands and retailers. Um, so we're going to be talking to Lindsay and Brad about socializing your brand, uh, some really great case studies on how that's gone well, and what you can learn from them. So stick around. More from Purse Strings when we come back. Purse Strings. We'll be right back at a word from our advertisers. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. Welcome back to Her Strings. My guests today are Lindsay Hunt Hodas, who's the Senior Business Development Coordinator of Collective Bias, and her colleague Brad Lawless, VP of Social Strategy. Collective Bias is a publisher of high-quality user-generated content. And uh, we're going to be talking today about socializing your brand. Brad and Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you, Maria. We're glad to be here. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to have you both on. Well, first, before we get into the specifics, tell us all about Collective Bias. There may be some listeners today who maybe haven't heard of you. Absolutely. So Collective Bias is a shopper social media company that drives sales for brands and retailers by working with a proprietary community of expert bloggers. We call them our social fabric. And they create real-life stories that consumers ultimately seek out online and trust. And when we can work with them and produce enough stories at scale, then we're able to drive awareness for products, in particular retail channels. And, and the ultimate goal is to uh, hopefully help people sell more stuff at the end of the day. I love to sell more stuff. Doesn't everybody just want to sell more stuff? I think that's... The whole reason we're in business typically is to sell more stuff, and it sounds like that you guys do that really, really well. We also know that a lot of companies, besides wanting to sell more stuff, want to create content. It seems like content's kind of the word of the day. I know many companies are struggling with content creation, especially creating what many people would consider to be compelling content. What, in your expert opinion, makes for compelling content? Yeah, so I actually started out on the client service side of business, and it was really interesting because as we worked with the brands, um, what was really key is to, to not get them to want to control what the blogger content is going to look like. Um, that's exactly how, how not to create really compelling content. So authenticity is really the key. Um, you want the content to look and feel as real and rich as possible. So really that means just allowing these very creative individuals to naturally weave in a brand and a retailer experience into their story how they see fit um, is, is really important at the end of the day. And then I know you also kind of keep track of trends. I mean, you have to. You're in a very, very fast business. Um, what kind of trends have you been watching out for and that you've actually seen harnessed in creating content? 
Yeah, so currently 19% of millennials in the United States are Hispanic. So in January of this year, Collective Bias launched what's called Collectiva Latina, and it's about 300 influencers strong located all over the United States. And uh, it's proven a very effective way to reach the Hispanic demographic um, within the United States online. And then above and beyond uh, just what we can do to, to help target uh, Latinos, um, as part of this storytelling element that, that's really woven into everything we do, um, visual storytelling is becoming a, a much more important trend for online content. So we help to work with our influencers to, to make sure they have compelling images in everything they do, whether it's a, obviously it's important on Instagram and Pinterest, but then even in a blog post, you know, what are, what are the images you're going to use to tell your story? Um, is video appropriate? Um, everyone's attention spans are shortening, um, and so pictures and, and videos go a long way in, in getting that message across. Yeah, and that is a really good point about attention spans, Brad. I mean, um, you know, there used to be a rule of thumb that you wanted, you know, videos to be like a minute and a half or a minute. Do you feel like that's even gotten to be a shorter span of time? Talk about that, uh, that span of attention. Yeah, you know, I've, I, I've heard... Um, 30 seconds is optimal. It depends on who you ask. Um, definitely, I think if you hit a, a minute mark, you better have some really compelling content, some, something that's going to keep people there because they're ready to click off to something else. I mean, it's the reason that platforms like Vine and Instagram Video have gotten so popular. Um, people sit there all day long watching six-second video after six-second video. Um, so, you know, it's really, you know, success, what I think a lot of people don't realize is, you still have to think through what your story is. Even with six seconds, it requires an outline or some sort of a storyboard to figure out what you're going to do um, and, and tell a, a really, you know, really good, meaty kind of a, kind of a story. Mm -hmm. Well, and to your point, you know, you've got to create it. It's got to be compelling. It needs to be short because people don't have the time and don't want to take the time. But how do you get it out there? I mean, I think just socializing it can be somewhat challenging, get, getting people to be aware of it, getting some buzz for it. Talk about how you do that for your clients because I know you're able to do that successfully. Absolutely. So we have um, close to 3,000 influencers in our entire social fabric community. And these influencers or, or bloggers have worked very, very hard at building up a following. So it's been years of producing um, really amazing content, which has kept uh, people coming back and then new, bringing new people to their site. So not just on their blog do they have a following, but also on their other social channels. So when they produce a piece of content for one of our clients, um, it, it doesn't just live on a blog post. It also lives on Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook. And ultimately, it's being shared on those platforms as well. And then we'll monitor as we're, as we're going through a program, we'll watch and see which posts or which images are getting the most engagement. Uh, and we typically measure that by just by literally looking at how people are interacting with it. What are, how much is it being liked, tweeted, retweeted, pinned, uh, shared? And then we will help to, um, you know, maybe through a little bit of um, promoted activity, help to drive awareness. And we, uh, at the end of the day, we're trying to get uh, as many eyeballs, new fresh eyeballs as we can back to that post to, um, to experience that story and see that brand message. Mm -hmm. Well, and that plays right into my next question about metrics. I mean, I think everybody's trying to 
um, show that this kind of approach really pays off. And you just talked about engagement, right? Tweet, retweet, posting, mm-hmm. um, comments, all of that. Are those all kind of what you consider to be the success metrics, or are there another batch that you really try to educate your clients about? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're definitely a, a very strong component of success metrics. Um, the, the best one we like to see are increased sales. Um, for various That's reasons. A good one. Not, yeah, not, not everyone can share those numbers back um, all the time. And social is a little bit different too, right? We, we're influenced. We, we don't always, um, when someone reads a post, they don't automatically go out and buy something. They might be in the store two weeks later and go, oh yeah, I read that really cool thing. I'm going to pick it up now. So the, the, the time lag uh, makes some of the direct sale um, tie-outs a little challenging. But we, we start with impressions. I mean, we're a media, um, just like other medias, but, but impressions are probably the lowest value thing we can report on because they're potential. It doesn't mean just because you had 16 million potential impressions, 16 million people didn't see it. So that's where we really start to go toward um, those engagements because that's when people have taken time out of their day to do something with that content, and that starts to be uh, an indicator of purchase intent. Well, and what's really exciting is to see the engagement continue to grow. So uh, the content that our bloggers produce really is the gift that keeps on giving. Um, Every year you see the social sharing of each piece of content continue um, as it becomes more relevant. So as you have like holiday content out there, in 2015 and 16, you'll still see sharing and visiting to those posts. And that's that's really where you know this medium is very unique compared to uh, if you want to call it traditional or sort of legacy media. Um, a, a broadcast ad lasts 30 seconds and it's gone. Um, print gets recycled. The the best content that gets produced online and in social, um, you know, gets paid for once by a brand, but then they they see long lasting benefits from that. Yeah, and that's what the long tail is really what a lot of clients are looking for too, not just that short burst of activity, but really seeing that campaign continue to resonate. Um, I know you've got many, many examples of campaigns that you have you have led the charge on that have had great ROI. When we come back, let's talk about that. So stick around more from Brad and Lindsay when Purse Strings returns in just a moment. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. 
InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. Talking about uh, success metrics around any kind of socialized campaign and kind of that short-term and long-term effect that every every client wants to see with any kind of social campaign and, the, of course, the struggle with creating compelling content. And uh, there at Collective Bias, I know you work with a lot of huge names, um, Fortune 500 companies, and you've had a lot of very successful campaigns. What are some recent ones that you've created and executed that you feel were truly a home run, especially when you look at an impactful ROI? Absolutely. So Bigelow T is actually um, the client that we wanted to kind of speak to today. So they've been a partner of ours for the last couple of years. And last year we were tasked with helping to drive sales of Bigelow T at Walmart specifically in a category where they were very clearly outspent. So what we did was we had our social fabric incorporate Bigelow Tea with very unusual um, emotional occasions, such as intimacy and spending special time with your loved ones, traveling, gift giving, even creating art with tea. And ultimately, at the end of the first year, there was an 18.5% increase in sales, 44.4 million impressions were generated, and over 21,000 social shares. Wow. That's amazing. What? How was the reaction on the client side? What was? I'm sure they must have been thrilled. Oh yeah, they've, they've been very pleased. I mean, we it it was a, a launching pad for uh, work that we've continued to do with them, and they've they've been one of our best partners um, over the last year or so. Wow, that's great. And then you're able to share great case studies like that, and hopefully get even more great partners. I'm sure. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's exactly. about. Um, you know, we t- I hear a ton um, in my business about sponsored posts, you know, that if you're not sponsoring posts, if you're not putting ad dollars behind posts, then, you know, we all know eyeballs aren't going to see it, at least not the right eyeballs. So talk a little bit about the value and maybe even some of the potential detractors, if you think there are any, around sponsored blog posts, Pinterest posts, Facebook posts, et cetera. Well, we love sponsored blog posts. That's definitely, I mean, we wouldn't, that's what our company's about. Um, but we, we definitely feel like, as, as Lindsay mentioned before, authenticity is the key uh, to, to doing that the right way. So um, we don't want in a preponderance of our content overwhelming any one blogger's site. You know, we, we, we'd love for them to have maybe 20, 25% at most uh, sponsored content or sponsored collective bias content because then they're still providing other things to their readers. Um, when it comes to sponsored posts on Facebook or, you know, Pinterest is starting to test promoted pins, they haven't made that a, a, a reality yet. It's a great way to 
syndicate content out and get it in front of people. But you, at the end of the day, you still have to have something that's organic to to put behind that. Um, so, you know, if you're paying for a sponsored Facebook post, you know, you can choose to put an ad, or you can link to something that a that a user or blogger has generated, um, and give not not only expose someone to your brand, but give them something of value along with that. And you know. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. I was going to say the only pitfall would the only pitfall would be um, you know sponsoring a lot of stuff that's inauthentic. I think because then you're just turning social into an ad channel, and that's yeah. that's when it doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. And that that's what I was going to say. That you talked about the value proposition, and that's exactly it. There has to to feel like there's something of value, and you're just not doing it uh, as a course of action, right? And I think people can figure mm-hmm. that out. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know when Facebook uh, removed fan gates, like gates, you know, that that was really interesting. I think coming back to, you know, um, how do you drive likes that are inauthentic, kind of an example, again, of how social is changing. What were your personal thoughts on that act and, and the impact on any brands you were working with around that? You know, I, I couldn't have been happier um, because it was it, it was becoming even it, from day one. It was always something that people, a part of the system, people tried to game. Um, I mean, an entire industry of Facebook sweepstakes and contests sprung up, and the first step was go like our page. Um, so, fan gating pretty much led to you were buying likes. You may not have been paying hard money for them, but you were paying for them with the chance for people to win things. Um, you know what it's going to turn out. What what's going to result now is is a much more authentic followership. Will you get? Will you gain followers as fast? No, but the ones that are there are going to care more about what you have to say and and are going to be more loyal followers of your brand. Exactly. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want? I mean, it does. I think it's less about numbers and more about who it is and and their belief in the brand and their ability to engage with the brand. And um, I think brands have kind of gotten over looking at just the pure numbers and looking more at what you talked about earlier today, which is that engagement. Um, What are some other examples that you can share about the changing social landscape? And we know it changes almost on a daily basis, but anything that you think is critical for listeners to be aware of today? Yeah, essentially what what we've spoken about before, just that visual content is really critical to being noticed and ultimately to get that that engagement and social sharing. So um, YouTube specifically, so when we're talking about video content, YouTube now reaches more 18 to 35-year-olds than any cable network. So, um, you know, with, with Twitter and Facebook now supporting GIFs and videos and photos, it's very important to have a, a visual component to the content that you're creating and putting out. And, you know, I would add one, a, a pretty hot topic that I've heard recently is this idea of liquid content. So when you're producing content, it, it's no longer enough to really think about, oh, I'm going to use it in this one place. But if you have a really great photo that you put on a, on a blog post, well, that photo could go, it could go on, on your end cap in a store. Um, you know, if, if, if 5,000 people repin a recipe, well, maybe that should go on the back of, your, um, of the, the box on shelf. Right to incentive to spur that around. You know how can you extend the value of the content that you create? Um, 
not enough people are thinking about that. In my opinion, they're leaving money on the table when they're just creating content once and then letting it lie there. I love that term, liquid content. I have not heard that one before, Brad. I'm going to start using that today, I think. <laughs> it makes there a ton go. of sense, you know, and it, it affords for efficiencies, I think, when you're creating, because we are all creating so much content, and if we can think about repurposing it in really smart ways, because uh, we're not going to hit every viewer, every listener, every user, you know, they, we all have our favorite streams, and so I don't think it's probably going to have a wear-out factor, do you? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think you um, are going to that, – that's the reason we like working with influencers because they, the people that are listening to them, they already like the content they're producing, right? So you, you – um, and, again, that liquid thing, it, it flows to where people are going to be most receptive to it. So last but not least, it's hard to believe we're almost in October, which means it's the start of the holiday retail season, which if you're in some big box stores, you would have thought that had already started because I'm already seeing Christmas things out, which is (laughs) horrifying to me that that is already happening. I'm not ready for it. Um, but we know it's it's just a, a huge time for retailers, and everybody's kind of on pins and needles. So talk, if you would, about technology that you all are tracking that you think might be big this holiday season, either from a consumer purchasing standpoint or um, any other standpoint when we, t- we think about holidays. You know, so it, it's interesting. I, not a lot has stood out from a marketing standpoint to me, like specific to the holiday. I mean, when you think about what people are going to buy, iPhones obviously are, are a hot ticket. Um, I um, play way more video games than a, a 41-year-old man should play. Um, but it's going to be a big season for the um, Xbox One and, and PlayStation. Um, it's a big upgrade year, so you're going to see a lot of, a lot of those consoles going out the door. You know, in terms of uh, retail marketing, the introduction of the iPhone, while it didn't innovate these these concepts, it's popularizing them. So Apple Pay, uh, you know, basically um, paying with your device is uh, we're going to see that picking up a lot of steam soon. So Apple would love to get rid of uh, credit and debit cards, um, and and that functionality has been in Android phones for a long time. And then iBeacons could be a great thing, especially for us, because that's going to start giving people the ability to um, receive content at certain physical locations. So we could produce some great content, recipe content about, you know, holiday entertaining. And when someone's actually in the aisle in front of that product, um, they could say, you know, receive a prompt to, hey, here's some ideas. Would you like to see those? Uh, It may not be a this year thing, but it's like it's the next probably six to eight months kind of a thing. Wow, that's really cool. And, you know, it is kind of the next iteration, isn't it, of um, how we're going to be driven through re- through retail, not just to retail, but through retail. Um, online, whether it's an online retailer or in-person retailer, pretty, pretty exciting stuff. Uh, Brad and Lindsay, I really do appreciate you taking the time to come on, talk a little bit about collective bias, what you do there, and some things that our listeners might want to take to heart when it comes to creating compelling content and really what their return on investment for doing so. So thank you guys so much for being on. I, I do recommend everybody check out Collective Bias at collectivebias.com. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Maria. 
And thanks to my producer, George. Join me right here next week at 3 o'clock Eastern time for another edition of Purse Strings. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of Webmaster Radio Express on this program. The world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs. On demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.